0: This is the best stuff. Straight from the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Such a good show, I'd listen to that. Download it from the AAA map. Ben Elton is a comedian, a writer, a director and he's also put together a brand new Aussie film called Three Summers. It's a camping holiday but with folk music. What's not to love? it's a great little festival it's too safe they book dinosaur pub rock bands i am a 26 year old folk chick lucky enough to get paid for it i'm not going to pretend that pub rock is my scene it is not pub rock it's folk rock folk rock is pub rock the punters love it punters loved hitler wow <laughs> this is Queenie <laughs> wishing you all a fucking good night it's a joke. please don't write in it's a great-looking film, and it is going to do very, very well in Australian cinemas, and the, the uh, director and the writer of the film Ben that's Elton great. joins me in the studio now. Mate, it's an absolute pleasure to have you in here. Well,
1: what a pleasure to be here, and thanks for playing a little clip there. We heard Magda Zubanski yep. uh, as uh, as the kind of queen bee of the little festival where the film is set, and uh, and Rebecca Breeds and, and uh, Rob Sheehan, the great Irish act. Some of, your, some of your listeners might know The Misfits, that British sitcom. Yep. He was really cool in that. So lovely to hear it. It worked quite well on radio, I thought. Wait till you see the visuals. Well, that's the thing. I'm <laughs> not going to
0: lie. You can tell by a trailer whether or not a film's going to be great or if it's going to be an absolute turd. <laughs> your yeah. film's going to be great. Well, and thank it's... you very much. <laughs> You, Huge you relief for me, Ben.
1: Well, you know, would, would, what 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 would we have done with this interview if you said <laughs> your film's going to be an absolute turd? Which
0: is, you know, I mean,
1: but uh, I guess I could have taken. I could have re- you ride with the knocks, but I am very proud of it, and it's, uh, you know, just the cast alone. I mean, obviously, the, I hope the audience will be interested. You know, see Michael Cate and John yep. Waters, Deb Maiman, you know, Jackie uh, Magda Zabansky. But for me, the fact that they all wanted to do it was the big big thing, because here's me writing a bunch of Australian stories, and the fact they were prepared to do them, you know, gave me a lot of confidence in the script.
0: We'll get to what the story's about in just a second, Ben, but how did you, um, did you have a hand in casting it? Did you go out personally to these people? I mean, your your name carries enough weight that you could ask any of those people, and of course they're going to say yes.
1: Well, no, that's not the case. I mean, they're they're, going to look at it, definitely. Of course I I cast it, I I directed the movie, and and at the level I'm at, you know, the director's pretty much in charge, because there's no, like, huge you know, Hollywood money that takes the... You know, it's a matter of trust, you know. It's a small movie and, yeah, so I cast it with a wonderful casting direction and obviously with advice from the producers. But, yeah, I mean, for the... The big the big names that, that we got, it's an offer. You know, you're not going to ask them to read for it. You send Michael Caton a script. Look, you, I want you to play this slightly challenged Morris dancer, yeah. uh, you know. And he says, yeah, I'll read it because it's me, you know. But anyway, they all agreed to do it. Nobody said, it was wonderful. With Rob and Rebecca, that was a question of doing reads with them. And, yep. you know, I just found two beautiful leads who... Both of them, it's their first, you know, proper leading role in a movie, and uh, I think it's going to be really breakout for them. People are loving them.
0: Okay, for obviously people haven't seen it yet. What is the movie about? Three Summers.
1: Well, it's set at a rural, uh, sort of tiny, quirky little rural folk festival, a music festival. It's based on something in Binjara, the region of WA near Fremantle, about 100k from Fremantle, where I live, and I've been going there for years with my family. And you know, the funny thing about a festival is you get all types of people there. You know, you could left, right, you know, every sexuality, every gender. you know, because everyone likes music. So it's a big mix up, and we're all equal in the queue for the port-a-loos. And I <laughs> thought, you know, what a great place to tell a whole bunch of Aussie stories, you know, whole weird, you know, lots of quirky little tales, all revolving around this mm. central romance. And uh, it's a nice little structure because basically the film is set over three festivals. Uh, that, that's that. we see everyone at the festival. We meet them at the first one, then see how they're getting on at the second one, and then, of course, draw some conclusions at the third one. And it, it made for a great scale for me as a director. It meant that we could shoot in the same, same place, we could bring everyone in for this one location, and so it meant we could shoot this quite big story, a uh, bunch of stories, yep. over 25 days, and we've got a real... You know, I think we've got something that's really seeming to go down very well with audiences. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have a very prolific creator. You've made uh, several films and you've got so many books to your name as well. Yeah. Do, you, do you, Ben, do you just kind of kick back once you've finished something and wait for another story to hit you? Or do you go out kind of searching for it and trying to develop something? I, do, I think I've got a fairly restless sort
1: of imagination. I mean,
0: I don't work all the time.
1: People are, you know, people are sometimes, oh, you're a workaholic. Absolutely not. You know, I definitely know how to hang out. I, I do a lot of, you know, with the family. I do a lot of the cooking, you know, I love mm. to do all that and I love to have a drink in the evening with my mates and, you know, so I don't I don't work obsessively but I do have this ongoing, you know, kind of bubbling need to kind of write and create yep. and so, yeah, things just drop into my head and certainly three summers, just literally, I was I was sat with Emma Thompson, believe it or not, she was visiting here and her family were visiting us in, in WA for a little family holiday because she's an old friend and we went to the festival together, that caused a, yep. caused a stir in the queue for the kebabs, I can tell you. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was sat there saying, wouldn't this be a great place to set a comedy, you know, because everybody's different. You know, between each tent, there's God knows what's seething inside those canvas little little triangles, you know. So, yeah, ideas occur to me and I, I, I pursue them.
0: It's a very strange story. Three summers and a lot of stuff, you know, Stark, of course, is a strange story. You've, you've, you are, are you now identifying or do you identify yourself as an Australian storyteller now?
1: Oh, very definitely. I mean, I am Australian and I live in Australia. I'm also British, so I could be Prime Minister because I believe dual citizenship is actually required now to run for office. Uh, but uh, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm an Australia. I live in, been living in Fremantle now for about nine years. I mean, on and off for thirty years, but we've been fully here with the kids in school. I mean, thirty years ago, you mentioned Stark. When I first met my wife, and my life took this incredibly unexpected turn, whereby I suddenly, you know, I suddenly was becoming Australian because I'd fallen in love with this Australian girl. Um, I wrote Stark, and that was very much a POM looking in. I was <laughs> living in Fremantle. I was with this Australian girl, and, and I was looking at Australia as an Englishman. But now, 30 years later, I definitely feel I'm writing this, these, these festival stories as an Australian, as a, part of the, as a part of the community. I'm sitting on the inside looking out now.
0: A question in two parts. First one, Ben, do you, do you now feel as though your humour has been affected by Australian humour. Well, I, I think I've been affected by some of the great Australian comic muses. I I don't I think people
1: are very similar. Of course there are cultural differences, but actually humour is universal. I always say that, you know, if you if I was a stand-up, I'd do a routine about standing in a queue at the post office, and if there's another queue, everyone's looking at the other queue thinking mm. it's moving faster, I've chosen the wrong queue. <laughs> I, I I use that as an example. Like, you could do that, res, you know, in Toronto or Tehran, and they would definitely be the same reactions. But certainly being in Australia, I've been influenced by a lot of great comic moans, My friend, the late, great John Clark, Mm -hmm. you know, I I worked with him on Stark 30 years ago, and we've been friends ever since, and it was a... Terror, terrible loss. Mm. And, I, and I speak for Aussie comedy, uh, you know, when I'm abroad. In in Britain, when people talk about The Office, which was a br- groundbreaking, brilliant work by Ricky Gervais, but I say, you know, you should have seen Frontline because Frontline was doing that excruciating comedy of deep naturalistic observation and, and naffness, dagginess, long before, you know, I'm not, you know, casting stones either way, but yeah, I think yeah. a lot of the Red Dog work, you know, uh, working with Magda and Michael DeCastle. Yeah. It's my favourite... Comedy film, certainly, you know, and, and that includes the British ones.
0: Because the second part of that question is is because I think, it, you know, you've been uh, a huge influence in Australian comedy. There's no doubt about it. You know, particularly people of my generation, my patina, you, you would, you can't help but be influenced in some manner. So mm. therefore, if you, it's mm. with me, Ben, if you have influenced Australian comedy as much as you have, which you have. And then you're influenced by Australian comedy. You're therefore influenced by yourself. Oh my goodness! Literally, what I am the... up my
1: own arsehole. How can it's you believe amazing. that? That's extraordinary. I think it's a brilliant concept, and I feel slightly <laughs> Einsteinian about it. I mean, the it's world's inception. imploding on me. I mean, I, I, yes, it is. It's Inception. It's comedy or, Inception. It's it levels,
0: it, man. What is, is it, it? Is
1: it the, the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? I just don't know who <laughs> I am. But uh, <laughs> I, well, I think you know. I. Certainly, the young ones was quite influential in and, and Blackadder in the day, but in the long run, there's nothing new in comedy. It's there's only the funny. All good comedy is entirely original, but it's also, I think, fairly timeless. The young ones wasn't as groundbreaking as people think. If you look at looking at Australian, look at Auntie Jack. You know, go go back to the sort of Python-esque work that was going on on the on the ABC yep. in the sixties and seventies. You know, look at Norman Gunston. You know, with his absolute fourth wall breaking, he was the yep. first person to do that kind of utter dag exploding into a serious world thing you know lots and lots of great comedy happened before us and there'll be lots and lots of great comedy afterwards but i i i've always loved to be involved in it and yeah if i've had a little influence then i'm very pleased
0: just very quickly i'm being told and given the wind up because Mm. we're nattering on but we're just going to put a pause on that for a second (laughs) i want to know how would you go ben if you had to go back now and write a part two or you know another series of episodes for either blackadder or for the young ones
1: well, I never think about it. I mean, I've got, with Blackadder, I've kind of got something a bit similar. I've got a new sitcom in, in on the BBC, and it's a hit, my first television hit this century. So I'm quite <laughs> pleased about that. And it's about Shakespeare, stars the great British comedian uh, David Mitchell, who you might know from Peep Show, and he's on QI a lot and all of that. Oh, yes, yes, and yes. it's a slightly Adderish approach to William Shakespeare, and it's been quite a hit. Uh, so I kind of have that thing still going on, Although, and I'm great friends with Rowan and Richard Curtis. But, you know, Blackadder did its thing. They went over the top, you know, in Blackadder Go, Mm-hmm. forth and it was such a special moment that I, I don't think any of us are minded to try and mess with it and as for the young ones well the truth is my, my dear dear friend Rick left so much earlier than anyone ever imagined and scarcely a day goes by when I don't think of Rick uh, I, I first came to Triple M with Rick Mail in 1986, we arrived here we were stand up comedians, that was the, virtually the day I met my wife, big stuff, so Triple M in a way is the kind of you know godfather of our relationship. So you're kind and, of you know, saying
0: that you owe pretty much everything, everything to, Triple to Triple M, M. Yeah. it used to be
1: called the rock Force. In yeah. Those days, so oh, we're, still, I,
0: we're still rocking with the yeah, force. There's I a never, lot, there's a lot of rock going on there. Oh, sure. It's the lock force. Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, so great days. But I don't think the young ones could ever be revived, you know, because Rick's gone and to do it for a new generation, well, there's lots of great kids. I mean, I love the in-betweeners. it's not young ones. It's a different take on a different mm. generation, you know.
0: Well, you've got a brand new film out, uh, November 2. It's uh, it's on. You can see the trailer online. Uh, go and find it. It's called Three Summers. It is going to be an absolute smash hit, mate. It's always been a pleasure to speak to you over the telephone, but to meet you in person, a real honour. Very,
1: very nice to be here and, and thanks for talking about the movie because I'd love it if people come and support Australian cinema. You'll yeah, have
0: a laugh. If you don't, you're unpatriotic and I'll dob you into a hotline. Exactly. That's a threat. I'm loving that, Merrick. Love it.
1: The best stuff from the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Get it from the Triple M app. 104.9 Triple M.